Welcome back. I'm your host, Barbara Ross, and I'm joined by our illustrious coordinator and podcast editor, Elizabeth Bailey. Bonjour, Elizabeth. Bonjour, Barbara. Comment ça va? Ah, ça va bien, merci. I have to tell you, that's all I know in French. <laughs> I didn't do so well at school when it came to it. Scottish people, you would think, are well-versed in French, but sadly, I was not one of them. But it's always a pleasure to share airtime with my friend. And just out of curiosity, you probably have your Christmas baking well underway. That's funny you should ask. Charlie and I were working on a new recipe this weekend. I have an embossed rolling pin I got from Lee Valley, and we're having a lot of fun with that. But yeah, we're doing our normal bisquevier, which is a Swedish cookie we love, and some nice orange and star anise sugar cookies with uh, an embossed top on in fondant. That sounds delicious. I have to um, confess, I don't tend to bake too early because it gets all eaten before Christmas. And so I have to do it over and over again. And you're Scottish, so Christmas isn't the great big holiday for you that it is for some traditions. Well, a lot of people don't know this, but we only started celebrating Christmas in 1958. Our big time is Hogmanay or New Year where definitely we would uh, enjoy a couple of days of entertaining and uh, opening our doors to our neighbours and having a wee drink now and again. But now that there's more exposure to America, particularly, and Canada, we certainly have started to celebrate Christmas a lot more in most homes. So before we meet our guest, which I'm very excited to chat with, I just read an article that stated that social connections are not just a nice thing to have, but they significantly affect our health and well-being, and especially for newcomers that come to our community, like Elizabeth and I. So one of our four priorities for Queen's Community Health Plan is creating those opportunities for connection and inclusion in supportive community environments. So I have the great pleasure of introducing our next and very welcome addition to Queen's County, Willow Tresco, filmmaker, designer of marinettes, musical instruments, and creator of the Moving Mountains Pottery. Thank you so much for joining us, Willow. And I would love for you to take this opportunity to share with our listeners what brought you to Nova Scotia. Well, it's a tender story. I was living in British Columbia for quite some time with Moving Mountains Pottery in the interior. And then my son and his wife had an issue where they couldn't put their children into daycare. So I dropped my life and I went to Calgary and I looked after my children and also my aging mother. And while I was there, my mom passed away. My daughter lives here in Nova Scotia and has done for the past 16 years. She came out for the funeral, of course. This was her grandmother. And she looked at me and she said, you know, my brothers here in Calgary have had you long enough, Mom. (laughs) And you can't say no to that. (laughs) No, you certainly cannot. So I thought, well, you know, I don't have my pottery studio anymore. I'd like to start it up again. I'd been out here to visit my daughter and had seen some in Nova Scotia. And I thought, yeah, you know, I think I could live in Nova Scotia. It's such a beautiful place. So I traded in my car for a camper van and I picked up my little dog and we drove across Canada to come here two years ago in September. 
And I spent the winter and spring at my daughter and her husband's home outside Halifax. And I found a lovely little property that just said, this is home in Brooklyn. So here I am. That's a wonderful story. It really is. So, uh, and Brooklyn is a totally stunning location. I My favorite beach is at Beach Meadows, which yeah. is just at your back door. Yeah. So what was your first impressions of Queens County? Well, you know, once I got here and I came here, I, I'll tell you, my best friend and I, when we were teenagers, we hitchhiked from Calgary to Toronto together and back again. And I'm still friends with her and she lives in Victoria. So I phoned her and I said, I'm going in this camper van. And she said, not without me, you're not. (laughs) So because she's retired, she flew from Victoria to Calgary and hopped in my camper van and came across Canada with me. And once we hit my daughter's house, we stayed for a night or two, I think. And then we headed out again. And part of the reason I wanted to head out with my camper van and my friend is I wanted to see all of Nova Scotia so I could kind of see where I might fit you know so we spent about a week traveling around we went up through Cape Breton and we down down through Annapolis Valley and down around Digby and then came back up this way and I got to Queens County and I got into Liverpool and I was driving around and I thought you know this is home this is home this is where I want to be I feel comfortable here and I felt that way here in Queens County just instantly so I just thought you know I looked in Caledonia a bit, and then I thought, no, I think I want to live by the sea. I want to live by the Atlantic again, like I did in England. It just it felt like home. And I found this little place. And I can look out my window through the trees right now because there's no leaves, and I can see the sea. And that just is the most fabulous thing. Well, I can certainly identify with that. I lived in Calgary for 12 years. So when I emigrated in 2003, it was to Calgary. Right. And I loved it. And I had a super job, which I really enjoyed. And I lived in the Northwest. Right. But I missed the sea. I was brought up in the northeast of Scotland and I could smell the sea and I could see the seagulls. This part of Nova Scotia just felt like home. Yeah. Yeah. It did to me too. And, you know, it's like I didn't grow up with the sea. I grew up in Calgary and I went to England when I was an adult with children. I'd also been back to Denmark a few times to see family. Uh My parents immigrated after the Second World War. And I always loved being by the sea. Mm -hmm. I could spend all my time on the beach and in the ocean, you know, when we were there. So how is it going for you now, Willow, now that you've been here for how long? Well, I moved in here June of last year. So I've been here about a year and a half now. And I have a strong desire for community. I love to be involved in my community. And so I tend to just kind of throw myself in and I I go to markets. And then that has led to me joining the Piperteer Farmers Market. I went there to make connection, you know, because connection is important and community is important. I'm an art therapist and I'm a rehab practitioner. I've worked with a lot of different populations of people who are fairly challenged, usually children, mostly children I've worked with that are on the autism spectrum. I did my art therapy at City of Bath College in England. And so I'm also an art therapist as well as being an artist. So for me, community and strong mental health is an important thing and and feeling good. And, And I'm a very social being. 
So, you know, COVID hasn't been the easiest thing, but I'm so grateful for the technology that we have so that we can do video chats, so that we can stay with that connection. And although it isn't the same as being physically present in a room together, we have this. And in any other pandemic, anywhere through our history, we certainly didn't have this. Mm. People couldn't stay connected in the same way. And so I'm grateful for that. And yes, I sure I feel the loss. I feel the loss of, of that strong connection. I don't see my daughter as often, you know, and right now we don't know if we can be together for Yule. We're sitting in my little studio in my house right now. And I'm hoping I can open my studio up to a maximum of probably about four people can sit at my work tables and we can make things. I needle felt right now because I don't have a pottery up and going and I need to do something sculptural. So it keeps me busy and keeps me out of trouble. What's needle felting? It works with wool. So I have some right here. This little piece of fluff that's Ah. discarded wool comes in all sorts. of. You can get different colors. I dye a lot of it myself. So I make all sorts of things out of wool. And it's a special needle that's barbed because wool fibers are barbed, Mm -hmm. right? So the needle, you stab it and it pulls the wool together. It makes the wool bind. So needle felting is where you can take it and you can make a shape with it and you poke it. And then all of a sudden you've got a heart or you've got a little gnome or you've got a little sleepy Mm -hmm. house, you know? Yeah, I do that. It's the only fabric art I can handle because I'm not terribly good at handcraft, but I can stab things until the day's end. So. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. You just have to make sure that you don't take your eyes off of it or there will be blood sacrifice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, many times. <laughs> and my, my friends get really shocked if I say to them, you know, like, what have you been doing today? And I said, I've just been stabbing stuff. And they get <laughs> So I know with COVID, it's been extremely challenging for all of us and and particularly for you, Willow, because you weren't here very long before COVID hit. And so I wonder how some of your plans for the future kind of came to a staggering stop. (laughs) Dead stop. Well, they didn't really. I mean, I have two and a half acres. And a lot of it has been neglected over time. The house hadn't been lived in for several years. I have a lot of forest, which is lovely. But I also love to garden and I love to grow my own food. Ah. So my focus through this, I sort of spent my first summer, fall, winter, just getting to know my place, looking at what was growing here, what lives here, where I want to put things. And then I started to build my gardens this spring. So even though I have plans for a pottery and even though I do my needle felting and even though I'm part of the farmer's market here and I am an artisan vendor with them, I feel that my time has been best spent putting my gardens together to grow my food. And that's really important for me. And I have made friends here and I do have a few friends and I'm so blessed and lucky to have those people in my life. And I know that I'm going to make more friends here because people are very friendly here. And I feel very welcomed here. I feel like I fit. You know, it's challenging when you go into a new community. And I think the older we get, the more challenging it becomes to make those friends and make those connections. But I'm not afraid to put myself out there. And I'm not afraid to say hi to people on the street. (laughs) Every word you've just said in the last few minutes really highlights 
what we as a health board have been trying to put out there in terms of how can we make Queen's County more inclusive, more welcoming? What do we need to do to make sure that people feel like they fit in? Those are big questions. And I think because every person is an individual and has individual needs, I think it's good to have a broad-based plan and it's good to have an, an overall philosophy of how you want to present yourself as Queen's County. I know that I phoned down to the regional office when I, you know, after I'd lived here for about a month and thought, you know, I don't know where anything is. I don't know where your services are. I don't know, you know, there's a lot of stuff I don't know. And going into a tourist bureau, I'm not a tourist. I've bought a house here. I'm moving here. I want to know the ins and outs. <laughs> I want to know them now. So I phoned the regional office and one of the counselors came by with a little welcome pack for me. And we right. sat and had a cup of coffee together and I felt, you know, she brought all sorts of things for me to read and and different advertising by different companies like retail businesses, et cetera, et cetera, but also different services that were here. She brought me a little calendar so that I would get my garbage out at the right time. <laughs> all of those things that are kind of important when you first move to a community and you don't know anybody. So, you know, it was like I felt very welcomed by that. And I think I don't know if there's a way to have that kind of thing for people who are moving in without them having to phone. Good question. Yeah, I put myself out there because I need to know. So I chase it. I pursue it. But no, I know that not everyone is like that. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes people might move in that aren't feeling like they can just phone and ask questions. My whole being, thanks to my father, is if you don't ask the question, you don't know the answer. You shouldn't have an expectation one way or another as to what the answer will be. But ask the question. Oh, he was a very smart man. Indeed. He was a very smart man. <laughs> but you're quite right, Willow, that there are a lot of newcomers, you know, young people with young yeah. family who yeah. maybe don't have that experience or life skill to yeah. be assertive. And, and yeah. sometimes they don't even know that phoning the council would get them anywhere. Exactly. So, yeah. When I was in Western Canada, there was always – what was it? It was a name for it. It was like a, a welcome. It was a welcome wagon. You know, welcome wagon. Thank you. Yeah. It was the welcome wagon. Anytime anyone moved into a community anywhere, the welcome wagon within a week was dropping off some goodies, information. Yeah. In this case, I got a water bottle and I got a little carrier bag packed with all sorts of pamphlets and stuff from the region of Queens. And that was really nice. I thought it was a lovely gesture. We would always love to talk to you again in the future. You're an extremely big asset to Queens, and we're very lucky to have you. I'm really grateful to be here. You ask good questions, Barbara. Thanks. <laughs> well, thank you again. It's been such fun. Thanks, and thank you. Thank you both so much. Thanks. I had a really good time, too. For more information on today's topic, please visit our Facebook page, Queens Community Health Board. Or call me, Elizabeth Bailey, at 902-350-0478. Thanks for listening, and tune in next time to the Community HealthCast.